you know, if you have a dream, don't let anybody take it away. And you always believe that the impossible is always possible. Hello, my name is Jasmine, and in this special episode of the Keep It Posy podcast, we celebrate the queen of Tejano music, Selena. Selena Quintanilla Perez was born on April 16, 1971, in Corpus Christi, Texas. She would be turning 50 today. She was the youngest child of three. Not only was Selena a musician, but she was also a fashion designer, businesswoman, spokesperson, and actress. Throughout her career, Selena broke barriers. One thing we learned in the Selena biopic is that women were not successful in the Tejano music scene, but she found a way to succeed. She went on to create her own boutique, won a Grammy, and sold out arenas. Selena is the queen of DIY. While she did practice her dancing, she really didn't have a choreography. She also designed and made her outfits as well as the bands when they all wore the same attire. For this special episode, I spent some time remembering and talking to friends on what Selena means to them to celebrate what would have been her 50th birthday. When and how did you learn of Selena? Okay, so I learned about Selena when I was seven years old. Um, it was after the movie had just come out. So her movie had just come out, it hit theaters. And I remember I went to go see it with my mom, my grandma, and a couple of DS. I remember like being so amazed. I was just so amazed by her story. After that, I was just like, you know, who is this girl? I wanted to know more about her. So I went to go see her, see the movie two more times after that. So I saw the movie a total of three times. And after that, I was just so obsessed with her. At seven years old, I was like, I want to know more about her. You know, I wanted to just be so enriched with her, with her, you know, and everything about her. Um, I didn't really know Spanish at the time. So a lot of her music, I wasn't really, you know, aware of what was she was singing, but I just knew that I loved it. And I loved the movie and I was just so, so amped on, on her from that point on. So, you know, me being of a Mexican American, my, my parents being first, you know, immigrants, it was just, as a kid, it was just always on, you know what I mean? Like, either my mom's Saturday mornings when, you know, we would clean the house and my mom's putting music on and it's, you know, it was Selena or, you know, if they're watching Univision or, you know, whatever Spanish channel. And, and, and you know, I think, I want to say my first music video of hers was Fotos y Recuerdos. It was like on Univision and like ever since then, you know, I was probably like, I don't know, nine years old, I think, probably at the, at the time. I can't even pinpoint. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, it was kind of, she was, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, it was just into our family, like like Chente and like, you know, any other like Mexican artists, you know? I was probably about like nine or 10. I specifically remembered it being like fifth grade, learning about Selena. 
and like I'm 30, I'm 35 now, but like at fifth grade, um, you know, being uh, growing up like I'm both indigenous spousal identify as Chicana too. And you know, like even though I mostly live in American house, like Americanized household in terms of like pop culture and music, I remember Selena like popping up. And it was really cool because you know I grew up with like the Madonnas, uh, you know, uh, very white mainstream music, and seeing Selena, I was like, whoa, I kind of relate to her. She kind of looks like me, you know. I'm like, oh, she's brown. Like you don't see, you didn't see that someone catapult to fame like that, someone that looks like her. So I remember that it's like, whoa, okay, like she's Mexican and um, great style. She reminds me of other pop music I've been listening to. And that just kind of resonated with me um, as, so, uh, you know, as a, a Chicana youngster growing up. And um, and it was like right before she died, like it was like right on that cusp because she died in like 1995. So it was like a fifth grader, 94, 95. So it was like right there at the cusp. And, um, and but the first record I really owned for her, and I remember, I remember this vividly, uh, when it was, my first record was The Dreaming of You, which is, that was a post-humorous kind of a, um, album. And um, I remember it at the Target. And I remember, I, I still have the image in my mind of the setup that was there. And it was really cool to me because seeing a setup for like a Tijano uh, singer, just like that, you know? And I was like, okay, and being like 10, nine, 10 years old, I made, I, I don't forgot who bought it, it was my grandma and my mom bought it for me. And I remember I played that record constantly I, pe- I played it in my classroom i remember i had we had a school the mile like we're playing selena we're playing this album you know like and we have kids and they're like what's selena i'm like she's awesome you're gonna listen to her and um and that just kind of like and when her death happened i remember being devastated just like i just learned about her and she, she's gone you know and as a kid you're, you can't you don't know how to process that you know because you know i never really dealt with loss at that point in life so um i remember that being a very poignant like memory and um and afterwards you know like i remember having a framed picture that you bought to swap me you know i had that on my wall you know and um and uh oh yeah i was, I was just very young at that time and it kind of always stuck with me throughout these years into my adulthood and just seeing uh, the influence that she had, you know, and, and just a surprise of how many songs, especially from knowing how many songs that I knew of her. And, um, and yeah, I just remember playing that Dream of You record like so much as a kid. And, and that's a huge memory of me growing up. So yeah, but like, but like 10, 9, 10 years old, like right, right before, but like 95, 94. I've been thinking about this. I knew you were going to ask me this and I honestly can't remember um just because like she was always there like my earliest memories was Selena was there but I have like distinctive memories of like going into Target and buying her CD when I was like probably like five yeah probably like five and like I remember buying the CD and being like super excited that I got the Selena CD and like seeing like her displays in Target and like being like mom there's Selena (laughs) like I remember stuff like that and I definitely remember like VH1 playing Selena like every single day and like watching it every single day and like knowing like every single scene and like knowing all her songs and like crying at the end.
What's your favorite song by Selena? Okay, so like I wanted to say Bitty Bitty Bamba, but like late at night when all the world is sleeping. Dreaming of you? Thank you, yeah. <laughs> like, that one just is like a gut punch. Like, because every time I used to listen to it as a kid, I would think about like, one day I'm gonna have a boyfriend. And then like, I'd also think about like, you know, Chris is probably listening to it now that she's passed and like, mm. Thinking even like deeper, like, you know, because the song is like, I'm wishing on a star, like looking down above you and like and Chris, like thinking like, oh my God, like she's watching me from above. Like, did she like somehow like know that she wasn't always going to be here? Is that why those lyrics were like written like that? And like thinking just like constantly, like all the emotion of it and like knowing like her family listens to that song and like the emotion behind it of missing her so much. I think that one is just like, as soon as it starts playing, you just, I just immediately start sobbing. Because I just start thinking of all those different aspects of it. Okay, so when I saw this question that you said, I was like, okay, I can't make up my mind. So I have to say, hey, Amor por vida, uh, por vida and Que Querías. Those are my two favorite songs. Um, they're totally different. You know, Que Querías is more of like a F you to your ex song and Amor por Vida is more like a, you know, I'm in love song type of thing. So oh. those are two of my favorite songs that I have to listen to every time I listen to any of her songs. Those are two songs that I have to come to. You know what? The one, my, my favorite, favorite song of hers uh, is uh, Que Crias. That ballad, like that one, like her, you can just hear like the hurt in her voice. Like, you know, and it's just like, and every time, like when I got to, you know, it's okay to cry, you know, <laughs> like when I got to force myself, I put that jam on and I'm like, Ugh. you know, like it's just, oh my God, you can just hear the like, you know, like, oh, it's just, angry at that fool you know like uh but that's my favorite song i i used to like no me queda mas you know because it's kind of the same but get crias is more like hurtful like you know like boom like what the hell you coming back you can't come back after what you did to me like hey no. <laughs> and, and that's how you can tell when it's a legit artist you know when they can sing a ballad like that and they have that you know you just hear it, you just hear it in the voice, like the hurt, like, dang, man, like, oh, it's, oh, it's so good. Like, yeah, so that's my, my favorite song of hers is Get Videos. Whoo, that's acting like, what's my favorite kind of dog? Cause just, yeah, <laughs> has so many fingers. And you know, like, like I said, Dream, the Dream of You album is very poignant in my life, but like that, album, fingers, like, you know, like, oh my God. But one, one song that pops up and I was always gonna repeat was uh, Donde Quere Que Estas by with the Barrio Boys that, that um, that song was on repeat. I don't know, that was just such a jam, but you know, just that whole album, I'm like, you know, people could choose like, you know, Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb. Of course, that's an amazing song. That's like a mainstream hit, but that album was just so good. You know, like Fotos y Recuerdos, you have, um, what a uh, just the title track, Techno Cumbia is a huge one too. That I just remember dancing in my room to that. Um, I think that I think that album, oh, I can't today, but I remember those two albums, that album before she died, and then you know, Dreaming of You. I think that just whole selection just holds such an important like era in my life, you know. What's the song with Steve? I think when she had a little, I think that's the song. Oh. Where it's just like, you know, like, 
like she like da-da-da, like she really get on like oh girl sing it again like you feel it right there what she sings so um but yeah no i i think those two albums the dreaming of you of course huge part and a more point you know like you know that album he holds a huge kind of thing to my heart so they're all bangers How has Selena influenced you? So, I'm gonna take this back to, you know, again, being that young kid and, and not knowing Spanish so much, you know, um, listening to her music, I was able to, you know, learn Spanish as I went. You know, my, my grandmother, my grandma took care of us. She spoke Spanish, we spoke English. So in order for us to like translate or communicate with each other, she wanted us to speak to her in English and she spoke to us in Spanish so she can, you know, learn the English language. So from that point, I just listened to Selena so much and I was able to learn from her. And I just remember feeling like sometimes I'd be embarrassed, you know, Jasmine, I'd be embarrassed to say that, you know, I was Mexican sometimes, you know, to like my classmates and whatnot. Mind you, a majority of my, my classmates did speak, you know, were Mexican, American, but I just felt like embarrassed. I don't, I don't know what it was, but as listening to Selena and like, you know, as I got older and just kept listening to her over and over, like, I knew that like it was okay to be Mexican-American, you know? So I would say that she really brought that out in me is that like, it's okay. It's okay to know Spanish and know English, you know? Or as her, as we know that she, she didn't really know Spanish. She sang it, but she didn't really speak the language very well. And that was okay too, you know? So I think she helped me a lot when it came to that. It's like, it's okay to, you know, to be Mexican-American. It's the movie. So there's a line in it where Abraham says, um, they're going down to Mexico, like a talk, and she's super excited. And he's like worried about it because obviously her Spanish isn't perfect. And he's like, "We have to be more American than the Americans. We have to be more Mexican than the Mexicans." And oh my God, this is so exhausting. And so like that line like always stuck with me. And now that I study the history of racism, like I see like how Mexicans or Mexican Americans in this country, how dynamic they've been in this country because. Abraham knowing that history and knowing that you know like we've constantly had to prove ourselves of being Americans but also we're right next to the Mexican border so like we still have our culture we still have our heritage it's right there so that's why that statement has always stuck with me and it might be part of the reason why I study what I study because I wanted to understand that dynamic of what it's like for minorities in America that history of that and how do we handle that situation From being a little girl, just seeing someone who risen to that point of fame with her being like a Mexican-American woman, um, not fitting in a mold of what everything was going around there, of just like, you know, of, of white pop singers or someone that was kind of manufactured in the music industry that was going on. You just see this, nat like, not, I want to say natural, but I just want to see like someone who like, I resonated it and related to. I think she was like the first artist that I related to. Like I have pop singers and listening to music. I'm a music lover, of course, but she was like the first person to be like, oh, she's kind of like me, you know? She's 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 a Mexican. She's brown and like, and she's uh, she had the spirit of just being a good person. Like she was kind of to the first artist where I kind of felt like I knew personally, you know? And um, 
and just seeing her and learning about her struggle in the music industry of having to face so much uh, machismo, machismoism in, the, in, in not only the culture, but just the industry too, of just dealing with his ex from all points of life. Um, she, you know, like really her scene rise above that, where I think a lot of people, no matter if you're a woman or a man or, you know, uh, how you ever identify with, could really bring them down. You know what I mean? Like she had a lot of doors closed on her and, uh, and just seeing her and be okay. Well, we're going to do this way then. And I loved it that she did it her way. You know? It was growing up, you don't, you never really saw, I mean, except like in, in our culture, you know, being Mexican American, you never really saw uh, legit uh, Latinos or Mexican, you know what I mean? Like, obviously Univision, but they're all Mexican art, you know, artists or Latino artists. So it was, you know, it was good to see that I can relate to somebody, somebody who's just like me, you know, like first generation as well. And, you know, or, uh, so, so that's how she influenced me. Like to get to have like, I mean, obviously I'm not a singer. I mean, no, or any model like, oh man, like the whole entire family. And, and that's the thing too, like my family, like we're super tight. So to see that, you know, uh, cause you know, we would only hear about like the Jackson five and like, so it was good to see, uh, you know, a Latino family getting together and, you know, they're still, you know, making money. <laughs> How do you think Selena would influence the world now if she was still alive? Okay, I think she would be like Dolly Parton and have like a massive Instagram. Like she would probably be like one of the top people on Instagram because she could figure out how to do like the looks. Like she's super trendy. Like, and like look at Mac, like their cosmetic line was like the number one selling celebrity line. Like I feel like she would definitely, she'd be like JLo. She'd have her own fashion. Like I feel like she would have such an impact and like fashion would probably change because of her um, and like music would be different if she was still alive like she could just have such a huge impact on today and have her own distinct individual voice that that's missing like and we'll, we'll never know i think if she was still alive i think she'd be that number one artist all over you know she would be the number one everything she would probably have a residency in vegas at one point she would have been you know on probably like her 20th album and still killing it you know but i also think she would have been able to unite cultures together you know i think she would have been able to to get people to to see that hey you know it's okay to be mexican-american or it's okay to know spanish or not know spanish you know so i think she would have definitely brought people together in many many ways uh, you know, uh, I think she would have been a force to reckon with, uh, especially doing like her crossover and, and, you know, and it wasn't just singing, you know, she had her, her clothing line and like everything like that. Like, and that was pretty cool to, 
you know, most of her outfits, like, you know, it was legit. Like, she was very creative with that. So I think with that and her, um, I don't know if you, I, you know, I don't know if you listened to it, but she did sort of like a freestyle song. Uh, I forget the name of it, but like, you know, that's my like type of music, like, you know, Lisa, Lisa, Nicole Jam and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so she has the exact song kind of like that. So I just think, yeah, I mean, to think about it, she'd probably, yeah, she'd be the first Latina, you know, uh, Mexican-American that would have just, you know, be up there like with Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, you know, like all those uh, same artists around the same time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think about that often. And for sure, not to not to put J-Lo down, we wouldn't have J-Lo as J-Lo. Like, we would have Jennifer Lopez, but not the J-Lo, you know, not J-Lo how she is now as a big superstar. Um, you know, because J-Lo's talented. She's a great actress, dancer, you know, she's a fly girl on the living color. So she would have made her mark, but not as big as, you know, as she has right now. And, um, yeah, so I don't know, like, I just, I always wonder that. And it's just, I think she would just be an awesome force, you know, still be a role model to many, you know, uh, little girls and stuff like that. You know, I mean, even guys too, even boys. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's trippy, you know? I wish that like, we could like, have an alternate reality or something and see, you know, figure out <laughs> what would she have done. But uh, yeah. I think imagining what, how her spirit was and how determined, especially facing all that, the inner backlash and, and just pushback from those who didn't want her to seek, truly because she was a woman. And, and doing it at that time in the 90s, like, you know, what, what, like early 90s, late 80s, where, you know, it, it, we have faced a lot, and we have so much to go on to do right now, but a lot of progression where we think like, oh, that's natural. It wasn't like that, you know, 30 years ago, you know, and especially in where the music industry, where at that time it was Bell Excel. I mean, it always is, but at that time where you're dealing with um, the pop culture at that time, just like sell, sell, sell. What could we do as hot? What can we do that uh, catch her, catches her eye? And her dealing with so many, she was juggling a lot, you know, juggling a lot with, with American pop culture and Mexican culture and, and trying to balance both. And she did it with such grace and determination. I think she would, the way she got done, I think she would have done so much more stuff. And continuing making that music. Because on top of that, she make, she made great music. It was just not that. She was a powerhouse in terms of that point of just a great singer. And she had those bangers, you know, like ready to go. Even like right before her death, man, she was like skyrocketing solely on her talent alone of course her death did help her but she was kind of she was already on her way you know with her music and winning all those awards man who knows i think i don't know who knows really how much she was done but man like it would have been <laughs> so cool to see because we know she would it would have been a lot and i think not only that i think her clothing and like i said her makeup because she was already icon in that terms too i mean her like we said, her clothes made her an icon, even while still alive, because, you know, no one was really doing that, especially, you know, in that genre and 
having the platform that she did. And I think a lot of two think she would have excelled so much in that too. And and it just excelled in different areas. If Selena was alive today and you had a chance to say something to her, what would you say? I would be grateful and just, you know, praise her for what she has done. And, you know, cause she would, if she was still alive, she would have totally stole. I mean, she would have made, uh, you know, made the, paved the way for a lot of Latinos, you know, either in music or whatever in design, uh, you know, just, I, I don't know. See, I'm not that type of person really to, you know, kind of not I don't want to say you know kiss butt or whatever but like I, you know I don't know I would probably just tell her like you know what's your favorite where's your favorite pizza you know what's your favorite <laughs> pizza or something you know like um yeah I don't know that's I don't know that's that, that's what I would probably tell her you know just be like and I'll probably dork out too I don't know I never really had dorked out with anybody but like she was probably for sure she'd be somebody I would be like <laughs> it's Selena <laughs> <laughs> I'd say thank you for bringing Jasmine into my life so that way we can like geek over things. Because <laughs> like it's just like Selena, like her life is so tragic, but like at the same time, like her life is also really fun. Um, and like we just get to like enjoy like all the art that she put out and like geek out over like her outfits and like how like I don't know, like fabulous she was. like. She's just like an inspiration for so many people. And like, I don't want to, Suzette as well, for like being a female drummer. Like, I don't want to like dismiss Suzette as well, even though she's still here. But like having that dynamic of a female front of band with a female drummer, like that was just awesome to see, especially for us as little kids watching that. Like I never once thought that a female couldn't be the lead singer of a band and like a female couldn't be a drummer because of that. So I would just like say thank you for like opening the doors even if she like doesn't know that she did it, but she definitely opened doors for a lot of women to come after her. So I would just thank her for that. I think I would say, honestly, I would just say thank you because like I said before, she brought out that Mexican-American in me. You know, she brought that like, that proud that I have now that's like, you know what, I'm good. I'm so happy to be a Mexican-American. I'm glad I know Spanish and I know English, you know? So I would tell her thank you. And I also feel like she just brought out so much musical talent, you know? I mean, so look at how many influences she has. Beyonce has been quoted to like, to, you know, be one of, be influenced by her and so many other people. And I think that brings out so much, you know, because music wouldn't be the way it is because of her, you know? And I think too, I would say thank you because from her, I kind of like path on to like other Spanish artists and listen to them and, you know? So I would definitely say thank you for that, for sure. I think probably probably the same as anyone like thank you like thank you like thank you for being who you are how much you mean a lot to me seeing 
someone I could finally relate to, like not only as a woman, but as a person of color. And looking back at it too, um, a woman of indigenous descent too, being an indigenous woman, you know, um, now looking back in retrospect, um, and her able to do that stuff, you know, and did it with the grace and the just the passion that she had and she could have like she could have been taken down so hard by what she faced and what she dealt with because you know like machismo in, in, in that culture it's hard you know what i mean especially and i'm you know i'm kind of glad that her father could easily want to go that route but it kind of realized her stardom and her power that he, he allowed her to 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 have that status to be raised to that point because you know a lot of men they, they don't want to see you know they're like okay you're a woman know your role here's your past especially very easily at that time period too you know like know your role housewife or you know at, at the most education but uh uh he pulled her out of school but like we're doing this and uh but you know she and on top of that, she was so smart and so loving, and that she was able to resonate that through her whole career and touched a lot of girls. And you know, touched me, be like a part of like, and me knowing I could make it in the music industry because she, you know, someone who kind of like looked at me in terms of just like tone and and culture wise, and uh, she was able to do that. And be like, okay, I could do that. Maybe not on the level as her, but at least I knew I could somewhat survive and and be successful in what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and thankfully, I've met a lot of men or people who gave me flack for being a woman. I definitely faced it, like for sure. But you know, at least my surrounding communities are a little more progressive, and I make sure. But um, man, I can imagine can imagine what she thinks like it wasn't as progressive at this time but she still rise above it and again she kept her grace she kept her she kept her humbleness you know and you know seeing that is very inspiring so if i would say thank you i love you <laughs> like what lipstick what color is that maybe on top of that but uh mostly just thank you and and um and just thank you not only thank you for your music but thank you for being you Selena was working on her English language album at the time that her life was tragically cut short. Years later, people still celebrate her and are inspired by her. People have gone on to design merch to remember her by, her music has been pressed or repressed on vinyl, and in times before the COVID era, there were screenings of the biopic held in LA every year. There are Selena nights where people are encouraged to wear their favorite Selena inspired outfits and dance to their favorite Selena songs. People dress up as her for Halloween, 
Forever 21, Hot Topic, and Urban Outfitters are just some of the retailers that have gone on to sell new Selena merchandise. In 2012, her husband Chris published To Selena With Love, the story about their relationship. In 2017, Selena was honored with her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame right outside the Capitol Records building. Mac has gone on to release her makeup line that she dreamed of. And now there is Selena, the series on Netflix. At this time, I would like to thank Jamie B, Jamie R, Eddie, and John for taking part in the special episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. I asked them these questions and I don't know if I could even answer them myself. We all wonder what her career would be like now. Thank you to everyone for listening to this special episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Selena, we're still dreaming of you.